Hey everyone, my name is Sumedha Mehta. I'm a product manager at MongoDB. Stay tuned to learn a little bit more about the Data API, which was just released in preview last week. So excited for today's episode. It's all about the MongoDB Data API. It's a brand new product released in preview last week. Prior to having the Data API available, you could create an API endpoint through MongoDB Realm. The product development team has simplified this process, creating a standalone data API. We'll talk about that with Sumeda. Also want to point you to the show notes. Got a link to a tutorial I created, a little YouTube video that shows you exactly how to get started running through the example using some sample data. Also want to call out some work that my colleague, John Page, put together. A great article on how to use the data API from within Google Sheets. This is a perfect example of how to use the data API. Check the show notes for those links. I hope you enjoy this episode. Sumeda, welcome to the show. It's great to have you on the podcast. Thanks, Michael. Uh, it's great to be here as well. For the listeners, introduce yourself, let them know who you are and what you do. For sure. Hi, everyone. I'm Sumeda, and I am a product manager here at MongoDB. I am the product manager for MongoDB Realm and recently just launched the Data API which is available on Atlas in preview today. We've been awaiting the release of, of the data API. I brought the podcast to Dot .local, the listeners will know from the previous episodes, and I asked people to comment on the most exciting updates, their favorite updates from the show, from the conference. Nine out of 10 said the data API is their favorite announcement from the show. So it's got a lot of buzz, a lot of excitement. How long did it take to release the data API? So the data API kind of came into ideation early in 2021. And for those of you who aren't familiar, we actually already had a GraphQL API available on MongoDB and in our cloud services. And what we were noticing was that a lot of customers still want to use typical REST-like APIs. They're you know, familiar with things like Stripe APIs. And we said it would be really cool if we could also do the same thing on MongoDB for their data. And so we started development maybe around the mid-summer. And here we are today with mm. the data API in preview. Can you give an overview of what the data API is and, and how it can be used? The MongoDB data API is a way for you to access your Atlas cluster data over HTTPS. And it's as simple as going onto Atlas and enabling it for whatever clusters you want to use it for, and then sending a simple curl. We currently allow you to authenticate with an API key, and it's pretty simple and easy to get started with and enables a lot of server-side development, both from backend applications, using it with functions as a service, things like Lambda. And really the goal is to enable developers, customers, everyone to be able to build with MongoDB in a way that they're familiar with, a way that's easy to build with, um, and really to step up like the ease of using MongoDB in your stack. Why do you think the development of the data API is so important? The data API is really taking a look at what a lot of our users and developers are doing today. And what they're typically doing is they're already building these APIs 
custom built on top of their MongoDB Atlas cluster. And so what we're saying is, you know, you don't have to worry about this server side part of your uh, data access anymore. So we're saying, forget about provisioning your server. We have a layer of compute that kind of does this for you. And you can start focusing on, you know, more of your business logic and building the features that your customers care about while we take care of, you know, the boilerplate data access and CRUD and all of those, you know, things that you're typically building over and over again, we're saying you don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. So briefly, maybe talk a little bit about how it works. I know you mentioned curl. So from a command line, I can send a curl statement to an HTTPS endpoint. And I've obviously got to send some parameters. What does that look like? Yeah. So the way we've kind of approached the data API is we took what MongoDB is most known for is that it works well with JSON. So we said, hey, what if you could just send all of the data that you want to query or the data that you want to insert in the body? You send a post request and so we have our base URL append the operation that you're going to do. So we support everything from the standard MongoDB finds, inserts, replaces up to aggregations. So one really cool thing about the data API is that you can actually put in an aggregation pipeline into the request and it will actually execute and return data. So that works really well with things like Atlas Search, which use aggregations to perform queries. So So you're telling me that it not only works with CRUD, like create, read, update, delete, but it also works with the more complex elements of the MongoDB query language, like the aggregation pipelines. Exactly. And I think that's what really makes MongoDB so powerful. And so we didn't want to leave that part out. So the standard vernacular of a REST API, an HTTP-based um, API, you've got, is it mostly POST that we're supporting or, or do you support GET? We actually mostly support support posts and the rationale behind that is, you know, we kind of looked at, you know, what if we did like, you know, the get, put, uh, patch, post. And the one thing we realized was, you know, if you're sending a lot of JSON, you know, you're trying to do like advanced filters, advanced projections, and you're putting those in as query parameters that'll like, you know, that really increases friction on the developer. So you have to think about how you want to escape that in the URL. It's not very developer friendly. So we did take a more post approach to the data API at the expense of having your typical get put post delete methods. But mm -hmm. we do see that it's a little easier to write filter queries and projections and even aggregation pipelines when you have that ability to use it in the JSON and in the body. So everything will be using a post. It makes sense. So you're using a post, I pass a post to the curl, to the endpoint, and then I also pass the body, I guess, of the response or the, what's the word I'm looking for? It's the body of the, the post, right? Yeah. The, yeah. So for instance, for a find, you know, you would pass in a filter if you wanted to filter by a specific ID or you wanted to filter by a specific field. But if you were insert, if you were inserting, then you would be putting in, you know, one document or a list of documents, same thing with replace. And so 
sort of all the things that you may want to add to your query are all accepted in the body of the... And that's just a JSON document. Exactly. I haven't played with it much yet. I did I did a couple of sample queries. I love how the docs work. I mean, there's some great examples in the documentation. How did it test? Did you test it with developers? And what was their initial response? Yeah, we've been getting a lot of developers who are trying to play around with it, playing you know, using it in a lot of different places. So it's not just your typical backend. You know, we have people using it in from things like Lambda. We have, you know, people using it from Google Sheets, IoT. Uh, so there's a lot of like flexibility that you get when you have an interface over HTTPS. So I think it's been testing pretty well. And, you know, we have a lot of the great thing about it being in preview is we're really open to feedback on, you know, how it's doing and how that should impact the roadmap and, you know, what's coming next for it. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see as more people play around with it, what kind of comes out of it, what kind of features we want to add and so on. Well, it's in preview. How do developers or folks that are trying this out, how do they get that feedback to you? Sure. Uh, so if you actually go to feedback.mongodb.com and go under Atlas, there's actually a section for the data API and you can leave any feedback that you want. You can get all of your friends to upvote it. And that way we're, we as product managers are always looking to get that feedback from our developers and see what do they like? What do they dislike? What should we be focusing on? And that way we really kind of build the roadmap and understand what we should build next. What does the roadmap look like today? Is there anything stacking up just yet? Yeah, I think what I'm really excited about and what I think is going to excite a lot of developers is support for serverless instances. So currently we support clusters, tiered clusters, so you can use like an M0, M2, and so on. But once we get serverless a cluster support, what would be really exciting is to just have this sort of serverless API that gives you your data. You can put any load that you want on it and it scales with your load. And I think that's a really compelling and exciting part of MongoDB that's coming up because, you know, if you think about where technology is going and how customers and developers are building today, they want to build microservices, they want to build serverless stacks and you want to kind of delegate all of this operational overload to the services that you're using and that's exactly what we're doing here is we're saying we'll take care of scaling this for you both on the data layer and on the compute layer and what you have to focus on is just building your application and you know focusing on your users being a product manager what's your experience been at mongodb I mean, it's been great. Working on the data API has been fantastic. I also, you know, own some of the application services on Realm. So things like Triggers, uh, the GraphQL API, those are just, those have been great just to, you know, listen to how customers are really leveraging not only their MongoDB data and their MongoDB cluster, but they're, you know, starting to expand their use cases to say, oh, like, you know, I can make this part of my life easier if I just use an API here, or I can automate this task with triggers. And so I think it's a great way to be part of that like application development platform story, because you're really 
extending the use cases that a lot of customers and developers are running into and helping build that for them. And it's been super exciting to just see customers coming to us, developers leaving feedback. What's the time frame looking like for GA? There's no set time frame yet for GA, but really what we're focusing on right now is, you know, looking at how it's being used with customers and developers and whether it's production ready and, you know, has all the features that customers and developers need to be able to use it in their applications and services. So a lot of things that we want to get done before GA is really be able to expose a lot more authentication options, data permissioning. So currently, because the data APIs all read and all developers will have to add in a little bit of extra logic to say, okay, I want certain data to be accessible by certain users. So we really want to keep adding on those layers so that becomes very simple for the customer to configure. And then we want to add support for other deployment regions and so on. So we're going to keep working towards that as we GA because we know that a lot of customers and developers are just looking forward to that. And I will keep you in the loop, Michael. So you mentioned authentication. How do developers authenticate with the API today? Is it just via a key, public and private? Yeah. So today it's actually just with one API key and it works. You pass it into the header and that API key is generated for you and then hidden after that. So that's currently how it works. But like I said, as we get more advanced usage out of this, we're going to have customers saying, oh, I want to use this with a service like Auth0 or I have a custom built authentication system, do you accept a JWT? So we're really looking into expanding that so it fits in with any developer's stack really easily. And what other requirements are there for use of the data API today? Is it available on only certain versions against certain versions of the database? So the data API should actually be available for all of the supported versions of the database. I believe we're currently on 4.0 as the lowest version that we support. So it should work all the way from 4.0 to 5.0. The data API is a service that lives in MongoDB Atlas, correct? So it's something that's over and above the, the management layer of Atlas, and it's made available when you launch and deploy an Atlas cluster, right? Exactly. This is a cloud offering and it is basically a service you enable on top of your Atlas cluster or in the future, other Atlas instances. Mm -hmm. And how is it billed? How, how do the developers pay for this? Is it separate? Is it billed separate from the, I guess, from the data transfer charges? Yeah. So um, it is built separately and the reason for that is something I mentioned earlier, which is that this is more of a compute layer on top of your database. So it is scaling separately. So it is also built separately and it's built on a per request per compute and egress. So there are three dimensions that we bill on, but there is a free tier. So we actually allow 1 million free requests before you actually hit that tier and start paying for the data API separately. Okay, great. That's pretty clear. Okay. What else do the developers need to know 
in order to get started. If you know how to send a curl request or an API request, I think that's about it. Uh, if you have not created an Atlas cluster yet, you can go to cloud.mongodb.com, spin one up in around five minutes, and the data API should be able to be enabled in a few seconds after that. We do give you some getting started snippets in the UI to just help you get started and the documentation. And I think it's as easy as that. Hmm. I would just say stay tuned for all of the improvements and we're always listening for any thoughts and questions that you have. So if you have any questions, you can leave them in the forums. I know, Michael, you probably talk about that a lot, but <laughs> yeah, I'm here. And if you, I'll be listening and answering. So ever, all feedback, all questions, welcome. Great. And you mentioned the forums, my favorite place to live, community.mongodb.com. You can jump in there, ask questions. You can even answer questions. And Sumeda, do you spend time in the community at all? Yeah, I have been answering some questions around in the Realm community and now lingering in the Atlas community as well. So we'll be available on both. So you can just tag me and I will do my best to get back to you as soon as possible. Great. Well, I'll include uh, links in the show notes to those resources. And Sumeda, thanks so much for stopping by. Thanks, Michael, for having me. Thanks so much to Sumeda, helping us understand the data API. Make sure you check the show notes for links to the example apps and John Page's content, as well as links to the documentation. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day.